Let's Define Win, a podcast for everyday horse enthusiasts to laugh, commiserate, and learn that life is all about how you define wins. All right, folks. So we are back week four, episode four, um, lovingly titled Full Sends Only. So we will get into that here in a little bit. But we're going to talk about the um, pressures that come along with horse shows and kind of both the like unspoken pressures and the pressures you put on yourself. Then we're going to get into all things Pinot World. We're going to talk about our strategies, maybe some predictions, some coping mechanisms, because we'll both <laughs> probably be needing those down there. And um, then we're going to talk you guys through some pictures that are just kind of unfortunate and we wish just did not happen. Yeah, how we want to recreate ourselves, maybe photogenic-wise, for Pinot World. Yeah, give her a give her an old college try. Maybe harder than a college try this time, because I felt like we were giving it our all last time. That's true. Okay, so in talking about pressures, I think there's several different kinds of pressure, but at least from my seat, and you can probably talk about it from your seat differently, but... The pressure that I feel at a horse show is I'm typically there by myself. That's not necessarily by design. That's just how it typically works out. And by myself, I mean like without a trainer. But at shows, I feel so much pressure to be really on, um, have him perfect every time, have myself perfect every time, go in and have like a really good ride every single time. Because being a DIYer of sorts I don't want to be the example as to why not to be, you know, like I don't want to go in there and have a really bad pattern, whether that be him, you know, kind of coming undone, whether that be myself riding poorly, whether that be I forget the pattern, what have you, because I don't want to be the example. I don't want someone to look at me and say, hey, that, that girl is why you don't do it yourself. That's why you don't haul yourself. That's why you don't keep your horse at home. That's why you don't don't you be know. Angela. <laughs> yeah, that's why you don't be Angela, you know? Like, I don't, and it's not necessarily a pride thing for me. Things have just started to kind of click with me probably the last year, year and a half maybe. But I don't want to be the example for, like, other DIYers because I know there's so many incredibly talented people out there who do do it themselves. You know, they breed, raise, train, show their own horses, and they're so incredibly talented at it. And, like, I don't want to give them a bad name just because – I like to keep my horse at home in the pasture where I can see him getting fat, you know? So that's, that's the pressure that I feel. Right. For someone who does go with a trainer or something, you know, they can be like, oh, well, you know, luckily the trainer's here. They're going to fix it. Whereas like that reflects on you typically. And you'd like to think the work you put in, right? Maybe you do put like a ton of work in and it doesn't always reflect at the show on like how your horse behaves and acts. You know, if something were to go wrong and people were to look and be like, oh, she must do it herself. Exactly. This, you know? You know, a horse, you know, a horse in full-time training or a horse with a trainer, a trainer wouldn't let a horse get away with that. I don't want to speculate what other people are thinking, right? But like, oh, she, you know, must not really be that invested and she just wants to, you know, just do it herself or, you know, maybe she can't afford it and she just wants to do it herself. And, you know, 
none of those have to be true to be a DIYer, right? Maybe it's not the fact that you're not invested enough at all. Maybe it's the fact that you are super invested and because of that, you want to do it yourself and you want to be there a hundred percent for, for your horse, no matter where you fall on that DIY spectrum. Right. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot to be said for that. And I also think there's a lot of pressure to kind of stay relevant and to continue to prove that like you can hang with the big dogs. Like I feel so much pressure to go to the big shows because I want you know, I had a really, like, you know, my, my first successful big horse show last fall, and, you know, and that, and that wasn't for nothing, like, we, we worked really hard, you know, we were at the trainer more often, like, we really, like, honed in on our skills, and, like, had a really first successful show, and I want to, like, continue to continue it. to it like I want to like continue to be like hey like I am still relevant like hey it wasn't a fluke you know what I mean like my horse is home this year and I can still do well in the showmanship like I can still ride an eck pattern I can still do this that and the other thing I feel pressure to go to the big shows like that's the whole reason I went to paint congress this year was to like or show others like yep you know I can I can hang with the big dogs you know you know there's a lot to it obviously but like then people can say oh you know she just she just does the local shows or, you know, she just, exactly. No, like she's an actual DIYer. She doesn't need a trainer to be at the level <laughs> that she wants to be at and right. can compete and hold her own at too. Right. And that's not saying I'm not texting Julie and FaceTiming her and calling her incessantly. Like she might as well be there, you know, <laughs> like it's probably ridiculous and I should probably say sorry to her bosses. I should not have admitted that on <laughs> <laughs> live air but that's okay different julie um, it's, it's different julie it's fine that's the thing that's constantly going through my mind at these horse shows yeah and i think kind of like to our point about those pressures right is that even when you do take like that break or you go find a smaller show or you take that step back and, you know in order to work forwards like that can really magnify the pressure that you put mm -hmm. on yourself or that you think other people put on you right you know, you look at, you look at a horse, you know, that's competing at a higher level and they take a step back and they go to, you know, a smaller show and people are like, oh, they should do really well because, you know, normally they don't show this circuit. They usually mm -hmm. show whatever circuit. And that I think can also amplify the pressures too. And I'm sure that also translates typically to what pressures people put on themselves too. So, and you can probably speak to this better than I can, just because again, a lot of times when I go to horse shows... I'm not necessarily with my barn. I think there's a lot of pressure in going with a barn too. Oh, for sure. You I know? think so. I think like external to the barn, mm -hmm. there's a ton of pressure, and maybe also like internally too. People see you show up with a trainer, and you know, they're like, if you don't do well with a trainer, I feel like that really kind of shows that you know your horse was set up. To be successful but you know you were the one that kind of just missed the mark there you know or you mm -hmm. were the one that wasn't able to compete to the standard right. we're held to and I think it really reflects I think not doing well with a trainer there reflects more poorly than if you were to maybe go without a trainer necessarily I'm not necessarily sure no I I agree with that like I love being able to haul and be with Julie and that shows and like get that like 
instant feedback, but I'm also like, oh my gosh, you know, if I miss my lead change or if I don't set him up for his lope off and he picks his head up, like it's always on you, but I feel like such a disappointment when I do it at a show and they're standing there watching, you know, I'm like, oh gosh, you know, like she's not going to be mad. She's not going to do anything to like hurt me, but like, you're just like, oh wow, like I could have cost you a client. Like what if there was a prospective person here thinking, yeah. like, oh, you know, I want to, you know, join their barn and then <laughs> they watch me mess up my bat and they're like, well. Right. Maybe. And it's like, we're all human, but. Man, how does she let it, Angela and Toby get away with that? Let me <laughs> exactly. Get murder. Exactly. You know, it's like, oh. Well, and then I think also, like, so I know, like, internal to, like, a barn, right? People talk, they're like, yeah, I've been, like, really practicing, sh-. like, for me, I know I've said this countless times, is, like, I've been really practicing showmanship mm-hmm. a lot, and I, like, I've said that to you, I've said that to people at the barn, like, like, last weekend, I just go and slide every single pivot out there, and we did, like, three different showma- showmanship runs, and we s- slid, like, every single pivot, and so I was like, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself by like telling everyone I was practicing, like how bad do they really think I was before I was practicing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I think like once you voice those like goals for yourself or, you know, be like, oh, I'm really focusing on, I, when I thought I was still novice in the horsemanship this year, I was telling everyone, I was like, I am winning a world title in horsemanship. Like I am going for it. That's like all we're showing this year. And I was like so vocal about it to the point where someone was like, oh, like you've, you're really going hard after the horsemanship this year, right? You think that's a good idea? And I was like, (laughs) yeah. And I was like, okay, sure. You know? And it's like, then you're just like adding that pressure to yourself, which. Right. And it's like you voice it over. So people kind of know, and like, you can have someone for accountability reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. But then like at the same time, you know, maybe for accountability. And then also like people are like, hey, like Rondo practice showmanship. I know you're like, big into showmanship lately, you know, maybe that added aspect to it, like, my Lanta, it can really come back and bite you, so I think <laughs> there's a lot of pressure there, you know, whether or not you voice your goals to friends or barn mates, too, mm-hmm. and again, like, whether or not people are actually thinking this, this is definitely just how I see it, for sure. Yeah, I'd be really curious for viewers' feedback to see if they're kind of feeling the same sort of pressures that we are and viewing it the same way that we are, you know? Let us are we know. the only ones? Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Are we the only ones? Are we the only people that overthink it this much? Do we really overthink it this much? Like, let us know. Yeah. Okay, so Pinto World Show is two two weeks away? Like, ten days away? I don't know. It's not uh, that far away. No, it really isn't. It's like one weekend, I think. Yeah, it's like one weekend and a couple days away. So and then that's Delta. that's exciting and nerve-wracking. Um, so wait, so what classes are you showing in down there? I'm going to do Ideal, Western Pleasure, Horsemanship for Giggles, and Showmanship for Giggles. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Are you are you still novice, right? Yeah. For Showmanship? Oh, I think you'll have a really good go. I think the pattern's a good one for Dory. Uh, I don't know. Um, we okay. practiced, we, we attempted to practice. Oh, we'll, we'll get into this. Okay, what are you doing? Yeah, so I am doing the uh, showmanship for both English and Western, the bareback horsemanship, the bareback ek, the horsemanship and the ek. And then I might 
uh, pull the wild hair out of my ass and do the English trail because it just looks like a pattern that we could probably get through. <laughs> but that's that's the game plan as of right now. I might add a discipline rail or something just depending on how it feels when we're down there. Yeah, how the weather makes Toby. Yeah, how, yeah how, how fresh is he today? I'm actually going to lunch him, though, and prepare him for the show. So there you go. That'll... Yeah, so what, so what are your strategies going in? So let's talk about your horsemanship strategy. What's your strategy for that class? Yeah, we'll keep this brief. I don't have one. <laughs> um, we, that being said, I did practice it yesterday. And what I mean by practicing it is um, put a couple cones out mm-hmm. and like jogged through it. We didn't really change a lot of leads. We just went, well, we're not really expecting a lot here. It'll be okay. So we did go through it, and honestly, I couldn't really tell you what the pattern is, despite the fact that we, I wrote it like three times. It was just, it didn't fit well in the arena that I was riding in. Yeah. So it was really difficult, but, um, so okay. big things, big things there. Um, it's a big arena down there. So honestly, we're just, what we're going to do is we're calling it our raw talent, our, our baseline <laughs> assessment for next year. Okay. Yeah. You got to like start. Yeah, you got to, like, have your baseline, have your pulse, have your temperature taken so you know where you can go up from. Exactly. What's your What's your plan for the horsemanship? Yeah, so the pattern is a lot of straight lines. And a lot of times with straight lines, I just, now that I've gotten a little bit more mature in how I ride patterns and gotten a little bit more confident, I sometimes forget that, like, I have to pick a point and ride to it. I just think that I know how to ride a straight line by this point. Um but I am always proven wrong. So I am definitely going to make sure I pick my points and ride the extended trots really hard. He has got significantly better at his extended trot, so I'm really going to try to highlight that. Um, And, you know, if we keep our head down and our turnaround, that will be, like, the biggest win I can ask for because sometimes – He'll start it really nice, soft, and correct, and then he'll just, like, wing his head up and spin around like a reining horse, and that is sometimes frightening to me, and then I don't know what to do after that. But ultimately, if I do not get lost in the pattern, that's going to be my win, because I, I cannot visualize that pattern. I don't know what's wrong. Like, there's, there's a lot of straight lines, which is why I'm not pumped for it either. Like, we mm-hmm. really wander. Um, but also like there's those circles in there too. And that's what can, yeah. because if you go the wrong way, which hopefully none of us <laughs> do, but if you do, you're so like messed up, like, and I don't think it's going to be difficult to go the wrong way just because, but you know, I don't always go the right direction. So it won't necessarily be the easiest to avoid for me. Yeah, it's the same way in the showmanship pattern. I just, like, cannot visualize it. And there's, like, a steep turn, and then, like, you wing back to the judge. And I know I'm just going to ride that cone line and tell the judge, and I'm going to be not even remotely doing what the shape is asking you to do. Yeah, we practiced showmanship yesterday, too. That one was a trip. It was, yeah, yeah, we, uh, we have a, tr- you know, the classic trot up and stop at the judge. We're not great at that. Uh, yeah. Like she doesn't want to trot up to the judge. Like she gets nervous or. 
No, not so much as Zach, but, like, she just doesn't, like, we just start to peter out. Oh, so she, like, dies out before you get to the yeah. judge. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like, a, oh, I know what's coming up. I think we can stop here. And, like, with that, too, like, I'm still, mm-hmm. like, I would say I've only been doing showmanship with her for, you know, like, what, like, July, three months-ish. So this isn't, like, really a great excuse, but, like, we've improved, I would say, miraculously since the beginning. Like, it has fluctuated so much from dragging a heifer across the <laughs> to, you know, me having to, like, stop because, like, and back her up because she just wants to trot when I'm walking. Like, there's been so oh, yeah. much fluctuation as we've been picking this up that it's been really hard for me to consistently gauge how she's going to stop alongside me. Okay, yeah. So that's, like, something I've been trying to, like, figure out is, like, how far to, like, actually stop that it would be socially acceptable. And mm-hmm. that was definitely something that was noticed at our last show because we got way too close to the guy. Um, oh, yeah. I remember watching that. <laughs> yeah. And so ever since then, it's just I've been compensating by not stopping close enough. And it's also just as socially awkward as that. So. Yeah. My thing is, like, you trot up to the judge stop and do a 360 right away and then back up so I think and I get a little bit too far away from him and our our pivots to begin with so I'm nervous I'm gonna get too close to the judge and then have to step out to do my pivot and I'm gonna like literally be rubbing elbows with them and it's not gonna be the fancy kind it's gonna be sorry I am in your space please move out of the way kind because they're never going to be, like, chill about that. They're never going to, like, shift their weight for a hot second so you can move. They're going to be dramatic and move their whole body. Oh, shit, I would, too. <laughs> I'd be, like, a soccer player out there. <laughs> I Like, just to keep it fun for myself. Like, my God, if I've got, like, four hours of showmanship, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start flailing around. I got to keep it interesting for myself. Yeah, no kidding. You you have a history of uh, getting getting a little wild out there in the pleasure. So let let's hear the strategy for that. Mainly, yeah, like, are you going to stay on the rail? So strategy is always stay on the rail first and foremost. <laughs> okay. And after we did, I would pin out. I'm way less concerned about our strategy going forward. It's really just going to be get ourselves on the rail and just go for it. I think we'll be fine. I really hope we'll be fine. Just got to make sure we're ready for that back, but our back's gotten way better, so that's good. You got to make sure if they ask for an extended jog, it's obvious enough to. Strategy going down the middle, though, might not necessarily be to give her the all, like I've done previously in the extended. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's got a cute little jog, so I was like, you know, we'll just throw it out there. Everyone can watch this. And sometimes we struggle to come back after that. So we might just ride it like it looks a little faster. Yeah, I've been known to like really send him down the center line and get him like really hyped up. But yeah. he was like out there like a freaking hunt seater, like trotting down the rail. And then you have to, well, and I like to go in first just because I, I like to be first in the arena. So you have to stand there for a long time trying to get him to calm down because they're like all revved up from flying down the center, which is your own fault. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I've definitely given her too much beans, too much gas. <laughs> it was too much of a full send situation. Yeah. So I like to go in last because I don't have to stand there awkwardly for a okay. long time and like 
hope that Dory's just chill and like ready to hang out because like with my luck she'd be like start chewing on something or taking down signs off the wall or something when I was down at Pinot World last year I was like towards the end or middle of the pack going in or something like that and they have that mm -hmm. clock you know where it's like two minutes to get into the pen or something like that yeah yeah yelling and it was just insane like they were like you gotta get in the arena like let's go and they're just like yelling and I was like can we calm like can we calm down and like before like the horse like right before me like two of them timed it in going right at the same time Ooh. and it was just really hard to watch uh you know we did get in the arena and everyone got in the arena so like I'm really you know really glad that their yelling was worth it and everything but um I will never forget that moment I think it was like one of my first rail classes too that I was ever at like a show that big or something like mm. that that I'd ever seen a timer and so yeah. I didn't know what was going on I thought the timer was just I no one told me what the timer was for yeah I hate it so like all right the class in front of you is is placing you're in the warm-up pen this is another pressure thing like I feel so much pressure in those last like two minutes before the timer turns on but everyone like so everyone was kind of standing still before this. You're like, okay, it's fine. And then all of a sudden, it's like tornado. Like people just start trotting. At first it's one, and then it's two. And then you've got 10 horses just trotting in a circle. And then like the, like the person's walking over to turn on the tiner, and one person just guns it, like full send only. And they're like making a tornado. And then everyone's doing So everyone is doing these like extended Start. circles. And I'm like, why? Why do you need to do that? And then they're like, then they flip on the timer, throw the gate open, they're like, timer's on, two minutes. And it's just like watching people like come out and then they like slingshot out of there and down the middle of the railing. I'm like, what? Like, what? What was that? Like, what? Why, why did we need to do that? Like, it just, that's like part of the reason I go in first because I can't watch all that happen. Like, I literally stand like in the chute until like they're finished placing the glass and then they open the gate and I just trot my horse in like I get like I can't handle all that yeah it is it's like a shark frenzy honestly they've got mm -hmm. like everyone's just in there whipping around like it's feeding time or something like that and I was like let's you know whatever let's it calm down started yet like shit I hope you don't drive like that do you have a prediction for Pinot World so my prediction for at least us well, we're going to shit the bed in at least one pattern class. So, of course, you know, it's great that we're doing just all pattern classes down there. Um, You're not doing anything on the rail? No, because he likes to run away with me in Tulsa. But, yeah, well, even at Paint Congress this year when I went in for the pleasure, like, I have never hung on to him so tight with my spurs because he just wanted to run away with me the whole time. That makes me so nervous. I hate it when that happens. It's terrible, and it's only in that arena. Like, he – and, oh. like, when we go to do the turnaround – he like darts around and he knows he's being naughty and he'll just he just like, does what it. Do you so. about Angela? <laughs> yeah, like two hand maybe see what yeah, I'm like I'm like, should I two hand him? Like I don't know. So anyway, when it's like a show we're doing, um the flat fee, like I'm like, whatever, it doesn't really matter because in the grand scheme of things you're not really losing out on much. But when you're paying like two hundred dollars for this class, you don't want to get run away with. Right? Something I don't really want to get ever get run away with. But no, prediction, I think in at least probably the horsemanship. I hope it's not the bareback horsemanship, but in the horsemanship for sure, 
he's going to try to run away probably when we're coming down the um line like towards the gate oh on that extended yeah on the extended he's gonna just be eyeing the the exit gate and then when you have to do your right turn guarantee he's gonna fly his head up and not want to turn can't blame the guy though it really sets it up for a nice exit at that extended trot can't blame him at all maybe if it's really pretty i'll just like kind of tilt my head towards the judges and see if they're looking and if they're not i'll just keep going like and they'll just think they missed like my last two pivots and walk out you know Oh, sure i mean and like the other circle and some other so like maybe like 60 percent of the pattern yeah yeah well a, a they strong just blinked. it wasn't it wasn't you they just blinked yeah you know and that until they do like the video um Re- review and they're like oh she just didn't do half yeah. the pattern love the video reviews no so i was gonna do bareback horsemanship you might be like maddie yeah do it do it with me okay so i was well okay so i was going to if it wasn't gonna be on like a pleasure or ideal day oh yeah we've talked about this yeah and so i was like strategizing and they go it would really suck though if something happened in the bareback and I feel like that would be the class that would happen in. and I was like yeah you're right like I'd really hate for her to get worked up or something and I'll have to like calm the shit down out of her for you know whatever other class that and then someone goes yeah but more importantly like what happens if you fall off and like break your ankle or something then and I was like you know what oh, I haven't even thanks. considered that but thanks for tossing that out as an option yeah yeah now now yeah. I have that thought okay cool but it'll be fine for you because you do it normally and and it'll be fine for me. You guys just have your act together for horsemanship. Well, he's got a lot to hang on to, so he's got some love handles for me. My biggest strategy for Pin a World though, and this has come from a couple times of like big shows and like having a decent camera person. I think I'm going to really try to, like, look the part this time, and I guess, like, what I mean by that is I might, like, actually apply, like, makeup and mascara, and then, like, actually make sure my hair is tied back, and actually make, you know, a good attempt at smiling, so that way some (laughs) pictures turn out. Okay. Um, usually, I don't, oh, man, at Color Breed last year, there was one of Dory sticking her tongue out (laughs) in the ship. And then there was one of both Dory and I sticking our tongues out in the horsemanship. So really just hoping to keep it together facially. Um, And, you know, that's assuming, I'm sure I'm going to forget. I also need to make sure I can keep it together body posture-wise. And then maybe face, but seeing that I usually forget the body posture first, I probably won't remember the face. But maybe I'll, you know, absolutely sit terrible and forget half the pattern, but smile like an absolute fool, so... My favorite picture from this is an ideal pinot one, is it? Of me, yes. <laughs> when you're coming out, Dory, I think actually Dory looks fine, or her ears were just kind of sideways. But you literally look like um, one of the dwarves from Snow White. You're just like, you look so yeah. dejected, and you're like bent over and just like hanging your head. And you're just like, and I think the fact that I, all my tack was sitting outside the arena and I was going to have to go put it back on and schlep it out to somewhere and schlep it back mm-hmm. to somewhere else was really affecting my overall appreciation for the class, maybe we'll call it. Oh, and then as if it wasn't bad enough, wasn't that when they made us hula hoop too? Yeah, I don't, yeah. 
Oh, the one picture that I like, I'm sure there's a lot more that are cringeworthy that I, that I just can't remember, but my favorite one was, um, it was after the English showmanship and I'm literally like walking out. Toby's ears are flat against his head. And I was like, like, I don't know why like, I look like I just shit in my pants. Like I just look completely like don't know what's happening like I just got beat to death like I was walking to get a colonoscopy or something like I looked so like dead or yeah back from it like I was like all like squatted down and like like but I think there's like a decent picture or something out there and this is I think my favorite picture is from like paint world two years ago it's me riding the doorster and it's my dad in the stands, like, right behind me. It's, like, him and me went to Paint World, and we somehow, like, managed to be in the same picture together. And it just melts my heart. He's just, like, so excited. <laughs> but I think he his, like, he's on his phone. And I'm oh, right. Oh, so he's not watching? No, I think he was filming. But, like, if I didn't know better, I think he was on his phone, like, Oh, doing yeah. And I was, like, pressure. Yeah. My favorite, um, in the video from one of my showmanships from Paint Congress, I just, like, screen recorded the YouTube video, and you can see, like, as I come around, my dad's sitting there, and, like, I think he was recording at one point, but he must have gotten really into it, because he's, like, like, watching, and then he's, like, oh, and, like, pulls the phone back up, and I was just, like, okay, yeah, whatever. Hmm. Yeah, so maybe we'll post a video of some of these really good photos in our commentary just to watch people <laughs> So maybe they don't think that we're making this up and we actually are as unphotogenic as we actually are. Legitimately cringeworthy. Pretty much. We could do it on, we'll post it for sure on our Instagram at Let's Define Win. Um, maybe if you guys are lucky, we'll also post it on our Facebook. That's also at Let's Define Win. But it'll for sure be on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So make sure you're uh, keeping up on our Instagram, keeping up on our Facebook. We're always going to be posting less than flattering photos of ourselves because that is all we have. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The only decent ones we have are just horses. Um, yeah. Yeah. I yeah so find us on the social media to catch a video of this and other fun pictures. And then also feel free to like let us know if you know, you have the same pressures as us if we're the ones that are just overanalyzing and we think people are not, if we are way off base here, let us know. We'd like to know that we're hopefully not the only ones. All right, folks. So we've got one week left until Pinot World, one weekend. So maybe really two weeks left. We've kind of talked about, you know, the pressure that we feel as a DIYer, as someone at a barn, just going to horse shows in general. And then we also talked about, you know, how we plan on approaching Pinot World, you know, probably how it ne won't necessarily go, but how we think we're going to approach it at least. Things will change as we get closer, so stick around for episode five. Things will change. They change quick around here, so stay tuned for episode five. And then after that, episode six, we'll be at Pinot World. All right. Other than that, see you next time. Get it.